This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening and thanks for joining the award-winning To Holland Back podcast sponsored by Old Zoological Bar and Kingfisher Quality Fish and Chips in Hull. I'm your host Nathaniel and tonight I'm joined by Will and Tom. And uh, as we haven't had a match uh, yesterday, as it's the international break, you can see Will there, bored of international breaks, especially with England playing such unattractive football with that long ball uh, goal they scored through Kyle Walker. Look at you inside that played better football than the football side. Well, yeah, so we might not have that much to talk about, so I might actually ask you about what I've seen with some new rugby union rules. So um, hopefully that hasn't put any diehard football fans off. Yeah, um, but we thought uh, we'll encourage people really to ask some questions on this episode um, as it's the international break. I had a really nice fun time doing the Q&A two weeks ago when we were supposed to be uh, signing Philogene and Davis from Aston Villa. And so I answered questions then. So put your questions in the comments on the live streams on Twitter, YouTube and Facebook and we'll do our best to answer them. But just to start off, um, I saw an article in the whole daily mail and of course it's linked to the sort of combined lineups that I do. But after the 10 signings we've made uh, in this uh, summer transfer window, we want to know exactly what the best whole city team is that we can put out uh, in an 11. So uh, give me a few seconds whilst it loads. But I guess just Will, uh, thoughts on, let's start with the goalkeeper. Uh, how are you firstly? And then let's talk about the goalkeeper uh, situation. Who's the best there that we've got? Uh, firstly, I'm melting hot. Mm. Secondly, um, it's weird seeing a combined 11 that has 11 whole city players in it. I won't yeah. lie. Well, when we play Sheffield Wednesday again later on, this will be the combined lineup. And we'll uh, probably lose 1-0 then. We probably would lose if I predicted that, yeah. So, Olsop, uh, Lotutala or uh, Ingram? 
Ingram's done nothing wrong, so in my opinion, you don't drop Ingram even for a new signing who's really coming to be equal to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, thoughts on, and I'll take this graphic off. I can read it out, but it'd be nice to have your face on the actual episode. I mean, so. the audio listeners couldn't see the graphic in the first place. That's true. I'll read out my my 11, but I think we'll probably just go through every position, so we don't really need I to read it out. From what I saw there, I think two fan given his start to the season, I'd agree with, but it's obviously toss up between him and, Con- him and Connolly, who have both been great. And you can't well, drop for the goalkeeper drop. position. I was just on about the whole team in general, to oh, be honest. Right. But, but in terms of the goalkeeper, then I, I like Will. You can't drop Ingram, he's not really put a foot wrong. He made some yeah. crucial saves this season. To, and to be fair, given he's not great with a ball at his feet, I don't think he's been too bad at distributing now either. So, yeah, can't mm-hmm. really complain. But um, the senior brought in Olsop from is it Cardiff? Um, yeah. Because of his ability on the ball, so do we think that uh, that he will eventually become the number one goalkeeper? Like Ingram, the last two seasons has been pushed out of that number one spot. So could that happen again if he does struggle at some point with playing out from the back? If he struggles, then possibly. But at this moment in time, I don't think you can say he struggled yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the only game you could argue, you could the only game you could really truly argue he struggled was the Doncaster Rovers game. And despite mm. what everyone wants to believe about that game, and that wasn't really Ingram's fault. It was kind mm. of the defenders not really helping him at all. Yeah, uh, so no yeah. movement, was there? And it yeah. is a League Cup game, so sort of give him off, you know, give that one off for him. Uh, so, I mean, I think I think we're all agreeing with Ingram, because I think maybe Darlow was better, but with the keepers, even with bringing Olsop, the keepers we've got at the moment, I think Ingram's really the best, right? You agree with that, Tom? Yeah. No, yeah. No complaints. Yeah. Yeah. No complaints. Ian is very happy with my my lineup. He says, "Bloody hell, Nat! I think you are about right Nat. for once." Uh, with the um, it's not a combined lineup, so may- maybe just I if I can name a whole you know eleven whole players, there's not really anything to complain about there. Uh, pretty easy. Mm. So uh, now here's Chris, interesting... right back. Well, Chris, yeah. Kyle. Well, oh, sounds really good. <laughs> Isn't Coyle in the Sky team of the year so far? And it's only been five games. I'm pretty sure he is in the Sky Sports. Is he? uh, so far in the, team, in the team of the season so far, he's in most of them, statistically. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, the football app I use... Similar to Ingram, I can't justify dropping him for Christie. No, but this was sort of when they're always... When they're all fully fit, Christie probably will be in above Coyle because I think the reason why he hasn't played so well so far, although he did make an impact against Leicester having a shot uh, on target, he will probably... Christie can't defend as good as Coyle, though, I don't think. Yeah, no. you, again, Coyle's yeah. played well all season so far. He can't justify dropping him, mm-hmm. even if they're both fully fit. And mm-hmm. even when Coyle's not fully fit, he still plays great. They played most of the half of last season with broken ribs. Yeah, well, perhaps that's why he's been the best strike back in the league somehow, which I, I still can't believe with the amount of criticism he gets. But because he is fully fit now, he hasn't got a broken rib. Perhaps that's healed. It's playing, playing and playing. He's, mo- he's just a monster in 1v1s, I think. Like, he's, he's not yeah. the quickest, but he's just he's, he's 1v1 defending. It's just class. Like, yeah. It's just what you want to see from a ball Yeah, and I think yeah. you do want the club captain on the pitch. So often he's not been on there, but... He ended last season quite yeah. well, and it's pretty good. We're we're very blessed in the right back position. Then we've got a great club uh, club captain playing for the for the team uh, for his you know local town, and is you know five games in 
the best right back in the league. And then Christie was for the two thirds of the season, he was fit, the best right back in the league statistically. That's that's a very good position to be in, isn't it? I think probably Conor Roberts, but I'm playing uh, yeah, well, we don't, we, we're not talking about Conor Roberts, Tom, because we don't have him. <laughs> you said, yeah, said him for the best, best right back in the league. Yeah, but we're not, we're not doing our team of the season so far yeah. after five games. I know it's an international break, but I think we've got other stuff to talk about. Um, I think we've only got one right sided centre back. Uh, that isn't like Andy Smith. I mean, Andy Smith's good, but he's not played for us, has he, ever before? So I think Jones he played against Doncaster, right? Okay. And he played like and he played in the league one season as well. I think in like yeah. the uh, the what is it, Papa John's Trophy? Mm. Played oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, but yeah, apart from that, yeah. it's got to be Jones at right side of centre back, isn't but it? He's, yeah, he's been our best centre back. Mm. Yeah, lovely assist against Blackburn. Well, is it really vindication? Has anyone really complained about Alfie Jones? No, 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 no one's complained about Alfie Jones. Everyone's ignored him until recently. Hmm. Well, it's we're not ignoring him. They were just ignored and everyone was made from McLaughlin, even though Jones was doing just as good a job. That's hmm. nothing against McLaughlin. He was good last season, but Jones was as good and, well, Liam clearly fell also because he gave him player of the year. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, but Jones was class, yeah. It sort of has to be in because Smith's not played enough for us. So he, in a you know best eleven of whole players, he's, he's got to be in there at right side of centre back, hasn't he? Um, and then I guess the other one, do you want Greaves out at left back because he has played quite well there uh, this season and uh, last season? But then Vinagre played very well. Very well we did, did watch the Leicester game, didn't you, Nathaniel? Well, <laughs> I, I, lis- I listened to it. Oh, actually, I didn't you listen to it. I was on holiday, uh, so I was Vinagre just following was, it. Yeah, Vinagre the defense needs yeah. to be yeah, it was Jones, Kyle. Yeah, I think uh, I won't bring the graphic back up, but that is what I had because we've signed Vinagre to be, you know, the starting player, especially above Furlong now that uh, Fleming's out on loan. And well, that's, that's the other thing as well. With with Furlong also coming in, Greaves isn't going to be playing left back again for a while. Mm. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Even though he did well there, but yeah, he doesn't want to play there. He wants to be in the centre back. Right? Yeah. Are we a bit light in the defensive region? I know we've got two. I said that all summer. I said that in midfield as well. Like we're light of a defensive midfielder. Um, I mean, yeah. we brought in Tyler Morton, but I think we've got like four central midfielders really: Seri Slater, uh, Doherty, and um, the Tyler Morton. And then in terms of the centre backs, we've literally got. To count upon, and mm. obviously one of them is Andy Smith, and I wouldn't say I was comfortable playing it. If if he had to play ahead of you know, say if Jones got injured or something and had to play, then I won't be comfortable playing with him given what we've seen so far. But clearly, like, like I said previously, like we're seeing him, must see something in him to not go out and buy a centre back. And and if obviously if he didn't, then he'd have learned him out. Like that, mm-hmm. that's it. So maybe, and we don't really maybe, know. Like, it's a bit untapped potential there, really. Mm. We don't know how good he is on the ball either, and that's so important. With Jones used yeah. to play midfield, he can definitely do that. We can see against his with his lovely assist for um, Connolly against Blackburn that that's something he's really good at. But we don't know about uh, Smith really. So yeah, I think that's the back five. Uh, I keep joking about how much money we're paying for him. So Seri's 
got to be in there, right? Because it's so important. We saw when Simons came in and, and Woods, they couldn't link the play together as well as we need it with with Seri. Yeah, I'd I'd, uh, I'd go as far as saying that Seri's the most important player in in all, in the whole club. But in terms of you take him out of the squad, you lose that that connection between uh, defence, midfield, and attack. He's he's the fulcrum in midfield, like. Um, and no one can replace the impacts that he has on the team. I don't think. Whereas other areas of the squad, you could say that you can you can you can replace him. Like say, if an Agro injured, Lick Greaves can play there. If um, on a if Slayer got injured, you, you could put someone in there. Like on a dock, he wouldn't probably have the same impact, but it'd be better than having to swap out Seri. If you know what I mean. So mm. um, yeah, I think Seri's probably our most important player. Yeah, I, th- I I agree with that. And but you know, paying him two hundred grand a week or whatever it is. You'd hope that he would be the most important player, yeah. Because yeah, with how many times he gets us out of those tricky situations at the back, um, and of course Greaves and Jones and McLaughlin are good on the ball, but you really need Seri to drop in as well and, and start those attacks. And then player of the season last year, Regan Slater next to him. I mean, we haven't really seen, well, we've not seen anything of Tyler Morton except when we played him against Blackburn last year. So. I guess it's Slater, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think um, Rossini sort of like drops the idea of having like a ball winner in there, like a, an out and out ball winner, just to have, to have ball players instead. I think mm-hmm. his idea is to keep the ball as much as possible, so we don't need to win it back. If you know what I mean, with our midfield, like because mm-hmm. if you look on the outset, from even from our perspective, that you, you we look a bit lightweight in there with Seri and Slater, but so far this season we've looked pretty like comfortable i know we've been breached a few times like through midfield and teams have got at us but um you know i think overall it's, it's been promising but i would have still liked to have seen um us bring in sort of like a more of a ball with a well, ball winning there maybe something mm. someone over six foot that a bit more physically imposing because you know it's a long season and you're going to get these games where you'll probably get outclassed not like outclassed but like you'll come against a team that has more strength in there and, and that's mm-hmm. where the battle can sometimes be won and lost and you know we've, see, we've seen it a couple of times a season where we've you know, breached quite easy so I'd like to have seen us improve that area yeah. a bit more Do you think Jones at championship level could work there? Do you think he's not got the mobility because I think that yeah, you know, Mobility is the key thing I think I think with yeah. centre-back you, you can position yourself a bit better like if you need to take any extra few yards, you can drop off. Whereas in midfield, um, you can get bypassed quite easy. Mm. Um, and like it, you either choose to sort of press up and win the ball back or sort of drop a bit deeper. But um, Rossini said like Tyler Morton could be that sort of aggressive midfielder that, that would miss a little bit. Like I know he's, he's not, I think he's like five foot nine again. He's not at his tall, but I think he's got the aggression and the ability to win the ball back. So hopefully that that's the reason why he's been brought in as well as his ball playing ability as well. Apparently he's mm-hmm. great on the ball, so... Yeah, I think if it's all style, well. Yeah, but maybe I, when you, yeah, go on. Will. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised that I don't think he will. If you saw Morton come straight into the team for the commentary game, personally, mm-hmm. I don't think he Bold. will. But I wouldn't be surprised. Bold. Why would you be? Why would you not be surprised? Because Rossini raised him so highly. Like he 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 brought him up when we played them last season. He brought him up specifically in his mm-hmm. post-match press conference, which says to me he's been someone he's been impressed with for a long while. And I think now he's got him in. And like I say, last season he had a good season with Blackburn. I just feel like he wants him, because the main issue, as we mentioned, in the midfield, we do seem a bit light at times. I think he wants to eradicate that as soon as possible by doing bringing Morton in. I think he'll 
at least try and do that straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose he brought in Twine straight away, and would we imagine moving a bit higher up the pitch? Uh, Twine, with the amount of sort of uh, excitement around him, and I know we have a lot of wingers, but he came straight in. His first touch against Bristol City that I watched, that was amazing. He's think... He's got to be in any sort of position, whether it's in the midfield or kind of as a 10 or out on out wide, got to find a way to include him, surely? Well, well we have two fan injured. Mm. Um, I think we'll be seeing Twine playing in that number 10 role against Coventry. Yeah, yeah, I this think that's probably a good chance. Fellow Jean could well then... Fellow Jean could right on rear, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then who was on the left? Well, we're missing someone. I mean, Delap was on the left, wasn't he? Uh, but that was on the right, wasn't right. And Connolly was up front, so maybe we played a maybe play Philogene on the left, Lap on the right, Connolly up front. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm not sure if Rossini is going to go back to obviously playing the lap a bit more centrally, given you know, like I think at home, he'd rather play him up in the middle, wouldn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he was out wide because obviously he was out wide against get Leicester because he's more effective there against their wide centre backs rather than. Obviously, if you play centrally, you know it's it's a bit harder, I think. But yeah. it's more effective at wide. But it depends on the sort of get sort of team you're playing against. So. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe that Delap on the uh, wing against Leicester thing was just sort of a one-off thing. Yeah, for Leicester. Obviously, Leicester put yeah. Obviously, Leicester play three at the back, so maybe um, it, it was easier for Delap to exploit their defence from wide than it was centrally because he got more space on the ball. And then, whereas against like Bristol City, I think obviously playing centrally because he's um, against two centre backs, though he's still obviously drifted out wide, and that's what's the beauty of it. Like he's so hard to pick up, but you can just drift out wide and pick up the balls rather than essentially he's able to hold up the ball as well and bring others into play. So obviously mm-hmm. you you have to fit him anywhere. You can get him in with the lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, of course, Delap and Connolly are very different strikers. I imagine Delap's. You know, he's bigger, he can hold the ball up a bit more with the interplay and Connolly's just sort of get in over the top with series passes and score the one-on-ones and the, you know, score the chances that we create. Um, when we've got two found fit, he's imagined probably, you know, number 10, Twine and Philogene out wide um, or whoever, you know, whatever winger we happen yeah. to choose out of the many options we have. So I think probably early to tell, but Connolly's got three goals, Delap's got two, but I think Delap probably brings more to start the game. And then Connolly against sort of tired defenders later on in the game. As we've seen, like Kerry came on against Blackburn, scored two. He's probably a a finisher in terms of coming off the bench more often, right? Uh, yeah. just kind of oh, I do like his I do like his his, his bite up front, it's pressing like Really, really enjoyed that against Leicester. Like, he just puts himself about. He's like a workhorse. Um, he just plays like a street sort of football. If you know what I mean, like he just chases down everything, and you know exactly that's exactly what you want as a striker. Mm. Um, and that's probably why he, why he was deployed there against Leicester because we wanted to get in the faces from the off, and and he set the term for that. So, um, it will be. I think after after that performance, he he won't get dropped against um, Coventry, but. Um, it's good that we've got the options to sort of change it up off the bench if we need to. And uh, obviously, Ali, I came off the bench against Leicester. I was, I, I liked what I saw from him a little bit, and I want to see more of him centrally. And hopefully, he'll get more chances off the bench, like twenty minutes. And if he can impress, then try break his way into the plans. But, so, yeah. did Ali come on as a striker? He was sort. I think he was playing striker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, that, he, he didn't come on for Connolly. I don't yeah. know. He came on for last, I think. But he was, yeah, yeah, I think he was. I think if we yag to play him, he'll be up front. I think, mm. but obviously, you can play it on the right as well. Yeah, because he's not been prolific for us, but on the wing, uh, he's not really done a lot on the wing. And when we brought him in initially, he was playing up front rather than um, four shoes. Yeah, yeah, him and KLP yeah. He's better yeah. in a two up front, as we saw with Kane Lewis Potter when uh, towards the end of the two seasons ago, like he, he was both playing at the front and you know was looking good with them two. And then um, obviously with bringing Oscar and then push Ali out wide and it's not really his position. Um, he probably played better as a wing back than he did on the wing. So that says a lot, but yeah, I'd rather see him up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about the strikers we've got, we've got so many attacking players. I thought I'd just make this lineup. <laughs> That's um, a bit different. Manager. This is football manager. Yeah. So for, for the audio. It's football manager when, um, football manager when you're like three, one down with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. You're so really th- bored. Oh, this is really- a, a sort of a one, one, two, four, two formation of Greaves <laughs> at the back by himself. Formation from the nineteen forties. Now, is actually, this? if I stop the banner, in <laughs> if I stop the banner for a second, you actually see who's in goal. It's Regan Slater, and there wasn't space for him. There wasn't space for him in the midfield because there isn't really one. Series defensive middle sort of a sweep on. You got uh, Vinegre Christie. The Kilo Twine, Tufan, Philogene, <laughs> Connolly and Dyer, all up front pretty much. But I thought this formation, if we do need the goal, uh, you need Slater on the pitch. He's he's a utility player, sort of. He can play anywhere, really. On FIFA, I can play him right back and that works perfectly fine because he's very well-rounded. So I thought um, he has to be in somewhere. Um, and we can't put Seri in goal. Uh, it could have been Greaves, but then you don't want Greaves, you know, in Golan's Slater as a centre back, so I thought, could we play a one-one-two-four-two formation or whatever it was? Remember about ten minutes ago when I said I like these elevens because there's eleven whole City players in them. I'm taking that back. That's the worst formation I've ever seen you do. It wasn't supposed to be realistic. It's just I don't that's care. the only way. That's the only way we can fit all the attacking. A nice one-three-four-two formation put six up front like that and then you know push the fullbacks as far up as possible and um, you know if we're one nil down in the player final you're not gonna just try and you know grind out a one nil defeat are you you've got to go no, for it I'm so probably not gonna sub off my keeper either for yeah. a slaring eight <laughs> player something like that yeah. you might have picked the shortest player in the team and put yeah. him in goal there well, he's got he's got to be there. I I felt like Slater would be one of the first two to you know volunteer Offer. to go in goal. Yeah, you know he's just a nice guy and he does what he needs to do for the team. That's what I was I thinking. I imagine it would be one of the centre backs. Well, yeah, but you know they're slow. Maybe Slater can sprint out of his goal quickly and you know like smother the you know the attacker. Um, Dallas Woods, finally, I've, I've put in my little bio here, um, get your questions in. Dallas has got a good question. Are you smoking crack? Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> I was just trying to, um, I was just trying to uh, add a bit of liberty. Um, here, another one. I'd start Alia and Dalap up front against Coventry and give uh, currently plenty of time second half. Well, I think oh. Alia is probably not fit mm. enough to, to start yet, perhaps, but I think 
I'm quite excited actually if if Rossini has decided to start playing him up front because I think that's probably his best position. I know he's not been prolific for us, but he's got a few goals and uh, perhaps we'll start seeing the best of him now, uh, you know, pressing like Connolly can be. So perhaps we're not uh, as short up front as I thought. Um, yeah. Uh, Ian, he starts off sensible and then I go and soil it. I'm imagining that could be spoiled it, but I could have soiled it as well, I suppose. Maybe, uh, maybe a bit of both. But maybe a bit of both. Um, well, let's move away from lineups now. Uh, we can come back to one later. Don't worry, we've got the combined lineup, the best part of the podcast. But um, I think let's just go through a few more stats and then perhaps look at uh, the very big week we've got ahead with the commentary and the Leeds games at home. Uh, got a fresh uh, question from my friend Kieran. Uh, are we going up? So, Will, are we going up? Um, hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you want to back that up? Well, what have no, you seen? I just, be, I just don't want to be negative. No, but what? Okay. Well, what have you seen in the first five games that means that it's more likely than it was before the season started, <coughs> perhaps? And don't just say we've won three games. That's boring. Tactically and performance-wise, what have you seen? We've only lost one game. There you go. That's I good. Three games. Um, no, I, I feel that. Um, Rashid, the style that Rashid is getting us to play is clearly improving week on week. And mm-hmm. if it's doing so well at this point against decent sides like Leicester, you don't... I mean, I, I'll be honest, I don't think we're going to go up, really. But if it improves week on week as it is, you can't argue with us being with a shout of being up there mm-hmm. in the top six. I mean, we're, we're six now. I know you shouldn't base it after five games. But ten games yeah. minimum is when you start looking at the table and then even then that's a bit early but there's nothing to say we can't do it well we're averaging uh title form at the moment with the amount of points we've got from five games double points but then you can say five teams are averaging better points as well Uh, yeah you know we've not played them yet we've not had a chance to beat them yet or some of them we've probably played two of them actually so it's not a very good uh stat but uh tom uh, are we going up? Yes or no? Ask me in ten games time, but yes. I'll say I'll just I'll just I'll just be um, the bearer of bad news and say no. But I think we've got push towards playoffs. I don't want to be like I don't want to like put my say yes and then look back at in the season and be like oh yeah I said was going up and all that. But I think last season we started first four games two wins two draws. Look how we figured mm-hmm. out. Um, obviously I was under shorter, but now we've imp- now performances have improved a lot. Um, the start of the season, obviously under Rosinia, so I'm encouraged by that. But obviously we've got some tough fixtures to come. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. people, you know, Leeds is still going to be a tough fixture because of the occasion. I know they had started well, but I think they're clicking, clicking a bit now. Obviously, commentaries, you know, they're not starting the best, but you know that that's going to be a tough game on Friday. So, you know, next five games, are, you know, are going to be hard, but hopefully we can come away with at least like seven points. Or something. Mm-hmm. I I predicted tenth. I'm going to stick with it, even though we've made some good signings since I predicted that. Just play it safe. Just stick with what I've already said. Mm-hmm. Well, I predicted eleventh, and I think maybe I want to push it up to to ninth or something. But then we could have a very bad next five games, couldn't we? Then might have to bump yeah. it back down to eleven. So you know, I'm not going to change my prediction throughout the season. It's always going to be eleventh. It has to be. Cause that's what I said at the start. But um, 
again, it's probably better to do that once you've had the full transfer window, because especially when we signed Twine and um, Philogene, uh, I think that perhaps boosted it a little bit. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, good thing you mentioned the start of the season, Tom, uh, last year, because I looked at the stats and uh, last season, eight points from the first five, uh, scored seven, conceded eight because of that horrible defeat at uh, West Brom, where it was 5-2. Whereas this year, 10 points, scored nine, conceded six. So better defence, more goals, more points. Um, and now, now we have a game plan, unlike then. Well, precisely. Um, under Schotter, really, we got those wins, uh, just some sort of lucky bounces that fell to Oscar yeah, against is. Norwich and Coventry. He scored those five goals and none of them are really sort of well-worked. He just sort of scruffy poaches, whereas this year, some of the goals, like um, we had uh, Ozan, two fans, Great hit against Sheffield Wednesday uh, for goal of the month and uh, one of these uh, sort of five nominations for the entire league. So I think that shows that, I mean, the passing move before then was really lovely and the the goals, the quality of the goals we've scored so far have been much better. And uh, the move against Bristol uh, with the lapse, lovely cross to two fans as, as well. I think that was um, more evidence that we're just playing much better football. But is the fact we did have that strong start um, after four games last season and then we lost the fifth, just evidence that really we, we can't get too excited this year, Tom. I think last season we lulled into a false sense of security after the start. We didn't mm. play particularly well. We came away with the points. Whereas this time there's been more su- substance with the performances under Brasenia. Um, we played much better. We've created more chances, conceding less chances. I think the evidence is there that we can push towards the playoffs early on. Um, it's just about maintaining that that consistency because, as we've seen in the past, like if we go if we get one defeat, heads can go down and we go on a, a tough run. But that it's about how the players obviously react to defeat. And after losing to Norwich, we reacted well. Um, we know that there's going to be a period where we're going to struggle for a few games, mm-hmm. lose a couple. Just about if we had the cowards in the squad to sort of react to that, and I think in terms of the likes like Scott Twine, Philogene, um, you know, Morton as well, brought in solid players that have done it at this level, mm. and they've sort of added to that. Um, whereas last season we had a lot of unproven sort of foreign players and a lot that were injured, and um, that sort of ruined our season a little bit. So this time round, we're more equipped to actually go for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that we do have the potential to sort of get there but um we know that championship's hard and you can go on go on poor runs and get get injuries to key players so it's hopefully that we can sort of stay in around where we are now 
um, for as long as possible and then, you know, see where we are in January because, you know, no doubt there'll be a couple of quid spent in January and then we can recruit where we need to and, and then push mm. the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, because last year, January came a bit late, really. Uh, Rossini needed to bring in his players, but we only signed three and one of them was heavyweight. So he, he's only really been able to mould his squad now. Um, another question I got from a listener was, um, have the players we signed indicate sort of a change of tactics this season? I'd say no, but it is more that the players we brought in with Twine and Philogene and these technical players shows that we need these exact sort of players to play the system Rossini wants because last year, perhaps we didn't do that when we signed lots of players under Schotter. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we've now got a squad that is Rossini's. Would you agree with that, Will? Yeah, definitely. I, I think the one thing the signings would suggest is I think he, he wants to move away from, I don't know if this is correct, but to me it suggests he wants to move away from keeping trying to use 4 4 2. Mm. wants to stick with a 4 2 3 1 or a 4 3 3 overall if he can. Um, but yeah, I think now what, how many of Shotter's signings are still there now compared to uh, the start of the summer? Well, you've got two fan and Christie, Traore, Seri. I mean, there were good signings, but some of them oh, yeah. were kind of marquee ones like two fan and Seri. I think a fair of them were, I think out players. of the 16, a fair of them were brought in. I'd say, I mean, out of the 16 were brought in, about six of them have been good. Put I'd it this way, I think of them there's, more, there's more players playing regularly who came in under McCann than came in under Shotter, now I'd say. Hmm. I'm going to look at my uh, best. Jones, McLaughlin, Jones, McLaughlin, Slater. Ingram, maybe there's like four there yeah. that are playing well now. Um, well, but then Con- well, Connolly, you know, well. he's, he's definitely a senior player. Uh, yeah. yeah, but there are there were players we signed like Seri. I think I'm not saying there aren't any decent players on yeah. this from Shotter, but it feels like more of a senior team now than it did. Definitely. Yeah, and you know we've brought in a few from Brighton, Allsop. You know he's played at Derby with Rossini, and we wanted to bring in Max Bird. But clearly the sort of transfer targets were definitely more sort of top targets for Rossini, whereas you didn't necessarily feel like Schotter had much say. Um, and well, yeah, look how many of them that. were actually look how many of them were transferred from outside of Britain. Yeah, a lot more. Or just players that had been in the Super League at some point, like even Oscar, who you know we got from Portugal, he'd been in the Super League, so perhaps we knew about him. Ajin and his scouts knew about him because he'd been there. Um, but yeah, I agree. Maybe we are moving away from four four two because you wouldn't sell Oscar if you wanted to have two proper strikers, but you could have him in the middle, two fan, uh, and then have all the wingers. So I'd agree with that. Um, I guess, why do we think we're going to be better than last season? I mean, we're there's a lot of good reasons, but just someone, you know, someone asked this question. Well, no, I, I have because I'm a person. Right. <laughs> I thought I've used this question. There's one answer to that, and it's just simply really in routine. You're, I think that's that's uh, that's two words, though. We didn't say one word, it's one answer, though. One answer, yeah, I agree. 
who knows if actually having him for the entirety of last year would have helped, but coming in and improving it, um, you know, because you can't really tell what's going to happen with injuries and that sort of thing, but him being here for the entire year and the uh, one of the things we probably mentioned it at the last episode, but like Twine talking about the underlap, the tactical information that players are given compared to Schotter, who didn't really know what he was doing, especially in the championship. Yeah, the tactical tactical genius, isn't it? And this proper style of play that he wants to play. So, yeah, just, you know, want a conversation starter, really. Uh, I know it's not really a meaty question, but no, sorry, I'm doing my best here. Um, anything else you want to mention? I think there was a, a table of uh, every championship club's net spend. I think the net spend for us was wrong because they didn't include uh, Oscar's loan fee, which was quite significant. But we're definitely top. I think we're seventh or first. I think we're we're, clo- we're close to the top. Yeah, so I think yeah, you're basing our prospects this season on that. Then we should be in and around the top and we, we shouldn't be surprised if we are if you know what I mean with, with the, the players who've brought in you look at our squad compared to some of the others in this division mm. compared to like the likes of Bristol City um, you know like Preston and stuff like that I know well, they're I doing well Plymouth but... Plymouth were really high up there they might have been second or fourth or something and that's because they've not as a you know promoted D1 club they haven't sold a lot of players whereas Southampton have the least net spend because they've made a profit of selling Wood Prowse and players like that so is kind of doesn't really show the full story um but we have certainly uh you know spent money on various players and especially philogene so uh is it a risk do do you think it is a big risk or is it quite a good sustainable model because we do have young players to sell if things do go wrong and we we don't go up sustainable i think you've got a you look, you look at the, it's a far cry from what we was doing last summer. Um, look at the likes of the players who brought in, like Scott Swan, Vinagra, um, Philogene, Morton. You look at them and you think, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be good at championship level and they've all experienced at championship level before. Um, in one way or another, you know, obviously Vinagra was a key part of football's promotion season and then mm. played a part the following season in Europe and then since then was a bit frozen out. but now obviously looking to get his career back on track and so far is this doing that got Tyler Morton who played every single game for Blackburn last season or most of them and then obviously Twan um, played a, a decent role in Burnley's promotion winning campaign so if you look at on the basis of the players we're signing you know the, the sort of personnel you'd think that we, we are over the chance of um, sort of pushing pushing mm-hmm. towards the top of the division but yeah in terms of your question I think yeah it's a sustainable model I think you've got to in order to get your reward, it's, it's cliche, but you've got to take those risks to get your rewards. And, and there are a lot of teams that have to get out of this division. I mean, mm-hmm. likes of Luton haven't spent much at all and, and they've managed to do it. But I think when the money's there, you've got to sort of invest it well and certain this summer, I think we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've got a question from Enship, and uh, I think I might actually want to re answer this one because I said Oscar was going to be the top goal scorer this season. I guess if he scores. Yeah, if he scored 15 in uh, France, does that count? Probably not. Uh, no, I don't yeah, think he's going to score. I think I said Oscar's going to be top scorer as well. So, do we want to take well, this I opportunity? Said, I said commonly, Sam, all right. Well, yeah, I think you look at Delap, you look at um, probably not Twine, you look at Delap or Connolly or uh, Tufan. Uh, Tom, 
did you say Oscar? So who could it be now? I think um, I think based on the facts that the lap sometimes find themselves dropping a bit deep to get the ball and and, and if Connolly it depends on if Connolly stays fit. I'd like to say Connolly, but um, we know that his injury record is not the greatest, so it's a risk saying that. But I do think that Connolly, in terms of the positions he finds himself in, the runs he makes and behind, I think he's got a chance to be our top scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the laps a bit more the selfless player, I'd say, like he, he he sort of drifts out wide to create opportunities for people in the middle, as we've seen for two fans' goal um, against Bristol City. Um, mm-hmm. So I do, I do think that, yeah, depending on if he stays fit, then Connolly could be our top scorer. But two fans yeah. probably an issue with a shout as well. I think I probably would go two fan, but it's a shame he's injured for the next two home games because I think at home. We said this on the last episode. He needs to be, yeah. you know, on the pitch at home because we have more control of the ball, and that's when he can really show his quality. And he's going to miss two chances for. Yeah, I would. Agree, I would agree Patrick's. that. Um, yeah, I think if you're playing a two at front um, at home, you'd probably rather play two fan than Connolly. You play two fan in the lap, whereas away from home, with obviously Connolly's pressing, and you know, if you want to take a bit of control away, then you'd mm-hmm. rather play Connolly. If you know what I mean, I think Connolly and Delap away from home are better because of the pressing and um, mm-hmm. too fun with the control that we have at home now, like you say. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, Connolly, we don't really keep the ball as much. It's that long ball over the top with yeah, his exactly, pace yeah. but, that he's got goals yeah. from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will, what do you think about this one and Darlow? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Erythium to... uh, thinks that will be. Yeah, Ethereum made a we made a mistake not signing him because he went to Leeds for only five hundred grand. But do you want to explain? Is it just the wages would, would have been? I was too about much? to say he didn't just go to Leeds for five hundred grand. He went for a lot more money in wages, I imagine, mm. as well, and probably a guarantee at the time because I think Meslier was linked with being leaving the club. He was probably promised at the time he'd be first choice as well. Mm. Obviously, that's not turned out well for him, but. Yeah. Um, a lot more than just the, the transfer fee went into and it was not getting down low, which is a shame. But it's his choice. Mm, if, to be fair, if they offered him better money than we could offer him, then I wouldn't blame him to be fair going there. Yeah, I think that's what most football transfers come down to. I think because we have sort of been on a more level footing with a lot of championship clubs that aren't parachute payment clubs, we're now a much more exciting prospect. Like it used to be that if several clubs were in for him, like remember Norwood going to Sheffield United years ago, there's no chance he would have come here over for, uh, over them. And of course they got promoted, but wages probably, you know, I don't know whether it was really bad at that point, but uh, footballing wise, we're much more exciting because of the way we play. Um, and then again, he's saying that uh, the keeper signing from Derby, well, he was at Derby, it was from Cardiff, Will fit in uh, well with with Matt because, as I said last week, I think the best way to get the best out of Ingram is to have proper, um, you know, competition. That's yeah. what we've had, and Lotharlo isn't really going to provide that. So I think we've answered that one. We're happy with Ingram, but I I think I mean on my thing I put Olsop in because if Rosinia does talk about how good he is on the ball, I think maybe we'll see just the best of us. Like when we had Darlow, just be more comfortable at the back. So that's all I was thinking about. Um, shall we move on to the most exciting part of the episode? 
Oh, you excited? You excited? Okay, it's time for the combined lineup between Hull City and Coventry City now. Um, perhaps. Well, again, wingers, I'll explain it with how I do it. I don't care where they are because they flip over all throughout the game anyway. Who cares? You know, if you're, if you're right footed on yeah, the wing, it. you can cross it or you can cut inside. You can do both. Um, so I'll we need to score it. the season. Uh, Gordon scored three. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll read it out. It's Wilson in goal. He's had two clean sheets. Vinagre from his great performance against Leicester. Greaves, McFadzine, who is one of the highest rated players in the league. Uh, Coyle, again, the best right back in the league statistically, apparently. Ben Sheaf, Seri a bit further up because he can control the, the game. And, you know, he has got two assists this season. Regan Slater, Hadji Wright, who was uh, signed from Antalya Sport to replace your And we players. wanted We wanted him last summer, exactly. So I thought he had to go in. Uh, Delap, left wing, he can be right wing, but uh, who cares? And then Matt Gordon up front. I know that maybe is a bit controversial over Delap up front, but Delap's on the wing there. And Gordon has scored three goals. So there you go. Um, do you want to tear me apart? Do you know what? It's not, no. it's not bad. No, you say I, this every week. You say this every week, but any time I say it's time for the lineup, like, oh no, this is going to be awful. But they're consistently at least okay, I'll say. It's very, like, oh, I haven't put Slater at goalkeeper. Honestly. I, uh, you give yeah, him my, my credit. I think, um, yeah, obviously it's based on form, so. Yeah, I think yeah. you've done a decent job. You've done a decent job there. The only one I would change that I can think of straight off the top of my head would be Greaves for Jones. Yeah, but yeah, you can't have I two think, yeah, right-sided centre-backs uh, on. Ridiculous. You've just put the lap on the left. So why can't you have two right-sided centre-backs? You can cut inside. The wingers don't matter. Uh, but, cut inside and uh, score with it. It doesn't matter if you're right... Oh, I think you can put anyone across that back line. Just put a, put a centre back at right back, hasn't it? Yeah, but especially with the way in. this team plays, Rossini is always the manager. Well, I'm the manager, and I do what Rossini does with the possession based style and playing out from the back. Yeah, if I, you know, this is my lineup. So you couldn't have two right sided or two left sided because you'd get pressed or or whatever, something like that. But you need the ability. I'd perhaps to... drop, I may, I'd maybe drop. I don't know. I'd drop Slater far, but. I'd probably drop them maybe for someone else, but I don't know. Yeah. So I was I, just looking at the midfield options for both yeah. teams and Callum O'Hare's injured, two fans injured. Twine's yeah. been decent, but you've got to have Godden and, and Wright in there. Wright's got a goal and uh, an assist, uh, two assists. So I think uh, Alex Lancaster says, Witto for the Germany job. What does that mean? Have Germany sacked their manager? Yes. Wasn't that who was the German manager for years? No, it's Hansi Flick. Hansi Flick, yeah. But obviously, yeah. Did he? I thought he got sacked. You know the last, they got lost to Japan 4-1 last night, don't you, Nathaniel? Did they? I knew they lost to them at the, the World Cup, but I thought, so have they sacked another manager since the World no, Cup? No, no, He was manager at the World Cup. Uh-huh. And he still was. So. Yeah. <laughs> but he's get, but he's but they're also they're still rubbish, is what he's saying. 
Yes. Generally, yes. The a weird, what I found ridiculous when I read about it actually earlier is he's actually the first Germany manager to be sacked ever since they were first formed in the 1920s. The That's all very bad. Just left. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's quite bad. That is quite Jochen bad. Jochen left after his pick in his own, didn't he? I could be yeah. the second Germany manager yeah, to he's, get he's sacked. He's lucky with losing to England. Hmm. Yeah, well, I am a 16th German, so I guess that does sort of make me almost eligible. So that would So you're about as eligible as Jimmy Bullard was for the Germans. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you know, that's more than not being a 16th. So, you know... Apply for it then, Nathaniel. I don't know if I'd get it. You I'm applying for other jobs. I don't think they're quite that desperate. I mean, it's the German national team. They're quite good. So. And they're hosting the major tournament next summer. That is true. Do we think it is another question? Uh, aside, so you can ask questions in the comments about things other than Hull or football. Um, do you think Harry Kane playing in, in uh, Munich for a whole year before the tournament will help him for England? Because I don't really I don't think, think what, it what, could. What, what being in Germany will make him more better for a German tournament? Well, well because he'll have just be used to the region and he'll be on his best form, hopefully. But he's always on his best form with Spurs. So that's just something I've seen in the media and I'm I mean, not honestly sure it would help. His record for England at tournaments in general suggests it doesn't matter where he is. No. Well, he's the top scorer in tournaments for England ever, I think, with 11, 12. 12. But saying that, last yeah, other day, he was, he was the only player who looked like he was going to create a goal, never mind score one. Mm, mm. Well, he was the only player who did create one against Ukraine. Exactly. Uh, do we want to talk about another fairly boring match for England? I think you've left the whole city stuff very quickly there, Nathaniel. Well, we have been talking about it for 47 minutes, to be fair. I think we've done pretty well. Um, but I guess, I know Ant's not here, but we can get his prediction, uh, or he might have already predicted it last week. But do we want to predict what the commentary game and the Leeds game are going to be? Because, again, any time you've got the sort of two games at home in a week in the championship in the you know, uh, weekend game and then midweek, it's always a big, exciting what we do, time. Yeah, what we do, what we do an episode next Sunday though, to preview the Leeds game. Yeah. That's probably. very intelligent. Tom, so shall we just do yeah, Coventry we'll just City? skip over it, yeah, because then we have the Coventry games to base our prediction on for next week. Hmm. Is you Ian know, saying brave, Ireland brave. are beating Netherlands? I, uh, I think he has done. Connolly. Uh, uh, Adam Eder has scored from the spot. Well, they couldn't just let Connolly come off the bench and take that, surely? Seems a bit harsh. That's why well, they're like, done. I sure speed. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> um, eight five the side men charity game was. I'm not bothered about the side men at all. <laughs> I. I'm glad to raise a lot of money for charity, but I could not give a single flying toss about that mm. match. I couldn't either, to be honest. <laughs> um, I've never watched the side men. I liked Chris MD. I like that. I'm happy he's good. I'll watch him to be fair, but yeah. he was good. Um, I didn't see him when I went to Guernsey on the cruise. I think that's where he lives. Or it might be Jersey. He lives in London, though. Ah, oh, well, I definitely wouldn't have seen him. Can we get back to football? Well, we're talking about football. It was on the official FOTMOB app. Everyone had ratings. You could see the XG 
the uh, sidemen or the other team's goalkeeper had a rating of zero point three. Now you've brought up XG, I can I can have a little rant again. About okay, XG. let's talk about XG. <laughs> Last week, the five worst teams for XG, mm. four of them won their games and one of them drew. The worst XG last week was Hull City. Now, now, I just admit, the I, I, worst five teams, all of them did well, and I think it was in the the best five XG. Like three of them lost. It just further validates how stupid a fucking statistic it is. But can I, I do think that in space, based on I think when you lose games, I think if you've got a high issue, you know that you're creating chances. That that's all I'd say. But what I would say to that when is, you base, yeah. but, but like, but with there yeah. is a stat that says you created chances that's called shots and shots on target. No, but the but but actually like indicates the value of them shots. I guess like you could have like twenty five shots in a game, and you could have like zero point four exchange. A shot has two values. It either goes in, which is a one, or it doesn't go in, which is a zero. Yeah, but then if you score from 40 yards and you say that's one, but you're not always going to score from 40 yards. Yeah. That's the point. Well, you did I mean, that X, time, X. one. Well, yes, but I think it doesn't necessarily mean that if you have a higher is. XG, you should have won, but it it's just a stat. Just because it doesn't correlate to the result, it's like more shots. How come a team had more shots didn't win? But it's just a stat you can use. It it doesn't it isn't the be all and end all of everything. The problem is people treat it as the be all and end all of everything, mm. and that's the issue. Well, yeah, because when you see those sort of expected points, uh, how much you'd well, expect you expect based on, that. but that's more difficult because uh, <laughs> that's just points now, because that is good. no, but. That is oh, just, well, we won the table on XG. XG. Well, just XG, no, really. That's I, it I think, XG conceded, it's XG, XG scored. That's yeah, but XG is kind of an interesting stat, but when you do the expected points, that doesn't make sense to me because that does assume then that XG is the most important thing, which it isn't, clearly. No, it so isn't I agree with that. Yeah, well, well, it's the points, though, isn't it? You don't have to score goals. You just have to keep the clean sheets. So really, it's just... Point. So yeah, but it's it's just one thing of many. But I guess it's because it's been it's so uh, sort of a simple thing to look at how many goals and uh, maybe it's overused. But I, I like that some stats you know come in and come out. It's the average ball recovery time at the World Cup, which has not become popular because who cares? It's basically exactly the same as possession. Yeah, I have noticed as well when they do possession now. They'll do each team's version, and they'll have a bit in the middle that's like in like in transit type thing, as if no team's got possession of the yeah. ball. But who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I guess it is a fair portion of the time because the ball can be in the air for a long time. But yeah, I just like that was just at the World Cup in the Premier League. I think they've just been using the normal one. No, yeah. I've seen that in the Premier League. That one. Mm. Yeah, well, that's annoying. <laughs> Um, well, because you loaded it up, I'm going to put it on screen. This is a photo of Lionel Messi photoshopped into the uh, Hull City kit from last year, the away one. That's fun. I haven't well, got any surrounding for content today, aren't we, lads? We, we really are. Yeah, we really we're really are. scraping at the barrel, aren't we, today? But... Well, it's the international break. It's, we just got to do these sort of I things. I would say vote for us in the FCAs, but they're voting shut already. Mm. 
Or we can say... Well, it felt like it was open like five minutes. It was like a week and a half or something like that. Yeah. It was a fair period of time, I thought. Maybe two weeks. Because um, it was the entire time I went on holiday as well, I think. So it was a long time. But thanks to I everyone who... who it a lot. Yeah. Thanks to everyone who everywhere. did vote. Yeah. Um, and if we are successful enough to be in the final, when I think voting opens... What October or late late this month, fifth of October, twenty um, fifth, September. 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 Yeah. Then we would very much like you to vote for us in the actual final because that was just the nominations. But we don't know until later this month until we get into that. Of course, so, we're not bothered about nominations. We don't do it for the content or anything. No, of course not. Of course not. Uh, but you know, thanks again for listening to the award-winning. Uh, oh, are, are we ending here as well? Oh, just you know, mentioning that we, you know, we don't do it for the awards, but we are award-winning. We're very proud of it. So, always got to mention that. But uh, I think just quickly, we'll get our uh, school predictions for whole city commentary. I don't think it's going to be as exciting as three-two last year. Maybe a bit tighter. But uh, we'll um, just get your silly one out of the way. I know you did get points from it last week, but it's not silly considering I was the other one to because of me last time. Yeah. Well, go on then, we'll say it. Get it over with. Three 0 all Boring. Boring. Alex says two one, presumably two hole. Uh oh, Alex, this is what happens when Ant is away with a Turkey squad on international duty. Uh I guess he isn't, but he could be. He could be if he was fit. So that's a good comment, Alex. Uh, Tom, commentary, thoughts? Wow, it's, it's too, I think I'm going to obviously have to stick my neck out and say 1 0 to City. Mm -hmm. I'm non zero yeah. points, but despite, I'm still pissed off. I said I said 1 1 when I said 2 1 on a different podcast. But, well, oh well. If, you, if you really want to play the odds, I don't think that saying a whole win is going to, that's not really playing the odds. I know we've had a good start, but you know, well, it's well, still City. I'm going to predict. Yeah, I think what Alex says, two one to Hull. I think maybe you're really playing the odds there. Right. Well... <laughs> yeah, it was even more unlikely than Tom, but I've already got some points, so I'll go two one to Hull City. Uh, maybe Twine will get his first goal, and maybe a lovely free kick. Uh, just check the comments. I think we've got a few more predictions to read out. So uh, when it loads, I can read those out. Here we go. Enship one one. Uh, or nil-nil, perhaps a draw. Alex says, Twitter always shutting my attempts at jokes down and making me look odd. Apologies, but you do that to yourself, I guess. Um, I'm just seeing what I, you know, saying what I see, really. So apologies for that. But thanks again. Um, so 2-1 win to, to Hull. Will, 3-0. Tom, 1-0 uh, to Hull. That would be a lovely start to a very big week at home against Coventry and Leeds. So thanks again for all your comments and questions. I think we really needed some sort of more topics to debate. And um, Will, did did we want to talk very finally about uh, having gravy, beans or corn on the cob um, as a part on the KFC menu? Because we were talking about that this before. Is, this is nothing to do with me. This is you that's brought this up. Okay, right, this, well, guy, this guy gets corn on the cob instead of gravy. Well, I like I like corn on the cob. It's not. Yeah, I do agree. You did say you did say that. That's a fair. Despite my shit, like, I don't eat KFC often. Mm. The, 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 I do agree that like it should be an extra side. Like obviously, corn on the cob is actual 
like you know, you chew on that. Whereas as, as yeah. class like gravy and beans is a sad, but yeah, let's just get. How did we win an award? I don't know. It's it, it's the KFC. Gravy's not the best sad. Gravy's not the best. We win. We came third. That's true. How did we come third? How did we come third? Yeah, we were still the highest. Yeah, non- this is the this this is the debate everyone one. wants to. This is the debate everyone's here for. One. What yeah. are the idiot we KFC? Come Surely Ethereum the is a more logical question. Yeah. Ethereum says 2-0, Cov, whole win. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then 1-1 one, one leads draw. Wouldn't mind four points at home this week. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, gravy is good. I'm not a huge gravy fan myself, but it's decent. But <laughs> compare that to just beans, which is sort of a side. But calling the cob, that's a nice, tasty thing. And a bit feels a bit, it's not healthy. So what you, what it you feels healthier. You, 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 what what you dip what are you dipping your chicken in then? Well, I I, uh, I well it isn't dry, is it? I no, don't have come a dip. on, man! You got to dip your chicken I, in something. Well, today I ordered a um, real tomato dip and I didn't get any, so I had to. I was eating it at home. Will's crying in the corner. We're scraping um, it to one hour, aren't we? We really are scraping. <laughs> um, we'll just uh, finish shy of an hour, but uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, if the voting does open. Up. Uh, later this month, we would really like you to vote again uh, in the final if we do get there. But thanks again for commenting and liking, and we'll be back again next week. Bye bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.